Hello and welcome to the Beans Media Diary. I'm so pleased you started listening as we've got all of these things coming right up. And she writes and she produces and I mean 30 Rock's one of my favorite shows ever and just all this stuff. I think she's just so successful and she manages to be so down to earth. My name is Balf Baines and I am your host. In every installment, I'll be joined by a different person from the world of media, food, sports, property and everything in between. So I promise you there'll be something for everyone. In this episode, I'm joined by Alison Giordano from ANG DIY. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, I'm excited to be here. I know. How's uh, how's things looking in the US? I mean, they're looking okay, getting a little bit better every day. That's yeah. good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Right, so I want to get straight into this. Awesome. Uh, so you, so I just wanted to get like a little bit of a background on yourself. So you were a freshman in 2015, 2016? Is that sort of? 2015. Yeah. In the fall. 2015, yeah. So what did you do at college in terms of your degree and also your extracurricular activities? All right, so I went for television and digital media, which is pretty cool because most schools don't have so much as like a journalism major, let alone something so specific. But I went to Montclair State University, which is in North Jersey in the United States. (laughs) And um, I was really lucky because they had a really great program there. They were really close to New York City. And the programs specifically focused on well, my programs focused on digital media and television, which is what I thought I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to write for television. I would still love to do that, but um, my career's taken a very different turn from that, and in a good way. It's very exciting. But back then, um, yeah, I had a lot of different opportunities. My classes were really great. A lot of it was journalism-specific, though, and that made me realize that that really wasn't the direction I wanted to go. It's just a really competitive industry and I thought going into it that that was something I was really excited about and I don't know I just I started getting into like videography and digital media and videos and stuff like that and it kind of took a different turn and in addition to all that I was part of our video production club we had on campus I was a board member for years I did all different positions on there I think I was vice president and treasurer and secretary and whatever other role needed to be filled that day. (laughs) Um, That was really exciting. And my program also allowed us to do a lot of internships. So I interned at five places before I graduated. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a lot of experience and I felt like I was a professional and I was working in my career even before I got out and was doing it on my own. So that was really cool. Yeah, no, I remember like speaking to you about because I did like sort of same, same sort of route. So in my last year at university, I was working in industry and then going back to our lectures. I remember speaking to you about it saying, this is so weird, like learning about, oh, no, I think we were doing like German TV and I'd just come from like the studios that day and I was like, I was trying to get my head sorted. But yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, yes. it was definitely like that for me because when I got the internship at the place that I am now employed at full time, It was just, it was, I was working full time, 40 hours a week. It was a really exciting job. I got to travel. I got to do all this really cool stuff and learn so much. And then next thing you know, I was just at college and my friends were trying to go to parties and my professors (laughs) were asking to write a page on whether or not I liked the Marvel movies. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like I was just, 
I just employed and now I'm back here. But I mean, obviously college is amazing for so many reasons, but it, it really was hard to kind of balance the two. And I don't know if I figured it out while I was in college, but I figured it out now. <laughs> I'm doing good now. That's amazing. So like, I just wanted to ask like a personal question. So like with, so we call it university here. Mm-hmm. You, you guys call it college. So yeah, what's, which is so funny because we all go to college at a university, but we what? call it college. <laughs> I get that. So, like we, so there's a way to get into university here. There's a, there's a route called college. So when I was younger and Americans will say, oh, I went to college. And I'm thinking, you're like 21, 22, what are you doing in college? <laughs> like in, in like the nicest possible way. And yes, that like properly confused me. And I also want to ask you like about society. So like phi, phi mega beta, I've just made that. So what's, what's that about? Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm like really confused about what that is. Yeah, well, I never did it. So I'm also kind of confused because to me, it just seems like a weird like, cultish yeah that's what I was thinking yeah. but I mean I, I do have a lot of friends who did it and even my sister she's in college now and she's considering doing it and it's almost just like a club but it's like a club that expands outside of school and it's your whole life and you do a lot of volunteering and there's a lot of positives to it but it does kind of get uh prioritizes being kind of like a party thing to do but I think okay. it's not actually as much as it is portrayed to be in like movies and stuff like that but i mean i think it's definitely cool if you're worried about not even if you're worried about it's a cool thing to do if that's the route that you want to take or if you're in a major during college where you aren't really exposed to meeting a lot of people i think that's mostly why people do it but for me like the major that i was in we collaborated in everything like every yeah. single project we did every essay we wrote it was a team yeah. effort so i have so many friends from that are that went to the same school and did the same major and were television digital media and we all interned together and that was that was kind of like my club and then I also did real clubs I also had like three jobs all through I was I was pretty squared away on the whole making friends and having things to do perspective but if you were in a position where you're looking for those things that's what Greek life is for yeah so you did a because we met last year at Yellowstone and I remember talking to you, you, you taught a class, a fitness class that was sort of unusual. Yeah, yeah so I worked at a, it was my school's gym. So okay. in college there was a whole fitness center and I worked at that fitness center for all four years. And right. I had, I had pretty much every role that was there. I was a manager at one point. I was just like a facilities attendant at one point. I ran the the desk where you swipe in. I ran the phones. I ran the office. So all this, this, all, of this all happened when you were studying then? Yes. Yeah. And wow, in so, addition to my internships. <laughs> oh my. So you must be like crazy busy all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ain't, you're not even hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> like, it was rough sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it, it all panned out, but I'm, I'm good at stretching myself yeah. too thin. And I, I'm usually pretty good at handling it too, but in retrospect, I probably could have uh, stuck it a little bit easy. But one of the jobs that I did have when I was there was teaching the fitness classes. And that was amazing because that gave me an opportunity to travel, which I did not know it was going to do that going into it. But all of a sudden I was working there, I was teaching my classes and they were like, oh, hey, we're going to send you to San Diego, California. And pff, I'm on wow. the East Coast, I'm from Jersey. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. And they sent me, they paid for everything. Like we just had to like get ourselves there and we went as, like, it was awesome. And then I went 
to DC and Chicago with the same wow. group. That was really cool. <laughs> That's incredible. So what? Um, so what class was it then? Because it because I remember you telling me, and it, and to me, I don't know about you guys over there, but to me it was quite unusual, and I forgot I forgotten what it was. It's called Pound. <laughs> That's it, Pound. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm no longer certified, unfortunately, because my certification ran out. I did try to, I was going to try to work at a gym when I first graduated college and I'm like, oh, full-time career, I can still work at the gym. And my parents are finally like, we get it, you're crazy, you need to knock it off. <laughs> I was like, okay. But um, it was called Pound, it's awesome. It's like a high intensity drumming workout. So you have like weighted drumsticks and you like, you pound on stuff. And I thought it was awesome because I'm really into cardio. Yeah. Um, at the time, like yoga was the worst thing in the world to me, like sitting down, relaxing, like that's a fun. Now I'm like a huge yogi because <laughs> I've forced myself to actually relax. But yeah, so that, that was one of the classes I taught. I also taught like a core intensive class and I taught like a BOSU balance training class. It was really cool. Wow. Okay. And you, so you graduated last year, Is it last year or the year before? Yes. Uh, yes, so what so have I've you... Been Sorry, I carry on. I've been employed for a full year now, a little bit over, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So how did you like get the opportunity then? So you're with the FFA, FAA, sorry. Yes. So the yeah. FAA is a government agency within the United States under the Department of Transportation that focuses on aviation. So um, that, w that was a weird opportunity. When I first heard about it, the only reason I was even interested was because it happened to be pretty close to where I lived because even though I went to school up in North Jersey I lived in South Jersey and I'd constantly been told that all the opportunities that I was going to get in my career was going to be in New York which is why yeah. I went up to North Jersey to begin with and I mean for the most part there are millions of opportunities in New York it's really competitive so I got an email from my college being like Hey, is anybody interested in this weird thing? And I was like, oh, South Jersey, of course I'm interested. And I cannot believe, like it ended up being the opportunity that changed so much of my life. Like I would be in such a different state of existence if I never did it. I'd probably be living in New York City, working my butt off for a, a I don't know, like a broadcast company. And yeah. I don't know, I'm really glad it worked out. So I went there. I interned for two years. So my sophomore okay. and junior year, going into my junior year and going into my senior year of college, I interned in South Jersey and I got to stay at home, which was awesome. And I did these internships and it was like, I was an employee. They treated me like I was an actual employee. I had my own responsibilities. I had my own managers to report to. I was like a real working person. And then I would go back during the school year to school. And there was never a guarantee that I would be hired full time, but it was like if I went through this program, I did the two years, I would have to go back as an intern for the third year, even though I was graduate, and then they would hire me and things hopefully hire me and things just really worked out for me. I guess I impressed someone down the line because we were in Yellowstone together when I got the official job off. Yeah, I heard you. Like, oh, are you like, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, yeah, because I remember you got the news. You were, like, just dead excited. I, like, jumped up and down, which is amazing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the same time, too, I knew that there was a really good chance that I was going um, was in New York City doing the whole broadcasting thing, and it was not the experience that I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be amazing, that it was the break I was looking for, and it turned out to be just the opposite. It made me realize that, this thing that I had been working towards for so much of my adolescence 
actually had no interest to me and I wanted to go more into videography than broadcast news or journalism or television even which yeah. I mean like I'm still like fingers crossed hoping that one day I don't know ABC calls me up to write a comedy for them or something <laughs> but, but for the most part like I'm so happy that I did end up going in this direction that's amazing. So um, we've spoken about the FF, uh, FAA. Uh, I just want to touch on you've just launched a YouTube channel, which is like dead exciting. So t- tell us, uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So like what I was just saying that I never expected the FAA and the videography work that I was doing there. Like I never expected to do that with my life. I never thought I wanted to do that with my life, and that kind of opened me up to the possibility that there's more to do kind of in the videography sphere instead of the television sphere and this youtube channel was one of those things like i i recognize that i'm not uniquely qualified anymore because tons of people are into media and are trained in media and go to college for media and but i think i'm especially qualified because i did get a degree (laughs) it's a lot of money and a lot of hard work to get it and i saw what people were doing on YouTube and bloggers and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be eventually, I want to be self-employed. I want to be making my own content. That's why I got into television when I was in high school, we had a program and my friends convinced me to do it because I was, I was a writer and that I still want to be a writer. I want to one day writing a novel sounds fantastic. I hope to do it. But what got me into it is that I have a lot of stories that I want to tell. And this was this YouTube channel, even though it's a story about my life and like how I like to do it myself and crafting and stuff like that. Um, I, I really just want to tell stories and this is an opportunity for me to tell my story. That's amazing. So what, um, what, where's the passion from like DIY, DIY come from? Has it come from you like recently or is it something from like years ago? No, I, I've always been really into it. And I think it's because my whole family is, which is so funny. My family will insist that they're not artsy. And when I wanted to go into television, my parents were actually kind of not upset, but they were very anxious about me doing that because like that kind of made me the black sheep of the family. My sister's an engineer. My other sister is going to be a psychologist. Um, my dad's a computer scientist and my mom's a teacher. Like they're all these very like logical careers. And I was like, I'm going to make videos. (laughs) And that was like, they were anxious about that. And I don't think they realized one, how, how much technical work goes into television and video, but also I don't think they realized how much they inspired me in like an artistic sense. Like my father, in addition to his full-time career, he will flip houses for a hobby. So he's always been into. Real so what's and- what's what's flip houses? Because I've never heard of. Oh. Uh, I've heard of that over here. <laughs> so it's like when you purchase a property or a home, and right. it's kind of it's kind of a dump, and you. Oh, so you do it up. It and you create it to be nice, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden you, you put it. it back on the market. So he did that mostly with. Um, okay. Like with rental properties, and um. And that was something he did as a hobby. So he would go, like, I, I cannot even believe some of the transformations that he made with, like, the property that he bought and when he eventually sold it. Like, it, it's a totally different place. And he wasn't trained in construction. Like, he had a lot of help, obviously, from people who are professionals. But the, he just kind of was like, I'm going to do this thing and then did this thing. And then meanwhile, my mom, like, she's made I'm, – I'm at my – a house at the beach right now so everything's very beachy themed like, yeah. my mom's done all that and my my grandma she sews, she makes blankets and my aunt she knits and she taught me how to knit so it was all this like really artsy 
stuff that I grew up around. And when I was a kid, after school, I would walk like three miles to the local craft store to pick up supplies. I would make the, you know, ugly dolls. Uh, no, what's that? Kids. Ugly dolls. No. What are they? It might be an American thing, okay. but they were dolls and they were ugly. And I would like <laughs> make my own versions of them. So they're little monsters. Okay. And, like, I used to oh yeah. yeah, yeah little monsters. I yeah, tried yeah. to sell it online. Um, yeah. And I'll, so I was always really into that. And even when I was in college, my dorm room every year was like, a different it was a project like I used it as a canvas every year to like, create my own space like this uh hot air balloon that I have hanging in yeah. my room right now that was part of my I think it was my junior year I did like a it was a festival themed room so everything okay. was kind of like a little boho very wild colors like glitter like all I don't know what my deal was but <laughs> but I, I loved doing stuff like that and now I'm actually I'm moving out of the house I live with my parents into an apartment with my boyfriend and as soon as everything got situated I immediately like made a list of like all these things I'm gonna build and all these things I'm gonna make and all this stuff and he's like oh well, we need to buy a table and I'm like we don't need to buy a table I'll make a table oh my God. <laughs> and all this stuff and I like it just kind of hit me that I'm like why aren't I doing something with this like that's not a normal thing necessarily there's lots of people who do it and there's lots of people who are better than me at it but that's kind of a cool thing and I, I'm glad that now I'm at the place in my life and my career where I'm able to take this idea that I have and actually be able to do something with it in a way that's significant and well-produced well, that's amazing because like when I had uh, my like I'll call it dorm room uh, I just put like a couple of pictures of like family you had a whole like theme <laughs> like, yeah, going my freshman year was it was uh, no not British themed <laughs> it was Paris themed right um, my sophomore year I genuinely don't remember what I did junior year was the festival theme and then senior year was kind of like a desert Arizona theme, which I, I use a lot of the same stuff, but like every year I like built new things and I added things and I made mountains on my wall out of washi tape and I built like a chandelier of flowers. And... That's amazing. It sounds I'm like weird, you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like it, a it keeps you out of trouble, like keep and it keeps you busy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, I'm it's, definitely busy now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it keeps you like ticking over and keeps you like just busy and like just doing something and I think that's a great thing where you're creative and where you see something where I saw your video where you have those two crates and you made them into is it the the shelves you made them into with it's a nightstand nightstand sorry yeah um with like some glue and like half a half like half a roll of string <laughs> which is like like I I would just look that I go oh yeah it's just two crates but you've made it into like like furniture basically yeah. yeah and that too I will say for that one because usually like I get an idea because I saw something I saw someone else do it and you know I, I made it my own but it was based off their idea and this one I do have to say I saw a picture and I was like that's a great picture that's so cool. <laughs> like there was no instructions or anything and I just kind of figured it out along the way but I mean for the most part I have a lot of experience doing this just for myself not like any sort of actual experience but like enough that I knew what I was doing and I wasn't nervous about taking on this project and taking it on with the camera in front of me I do not know what I was thinking about yeah. there but it panned out well so have you got um so that so the nightstand was first week have you got have you got your second week sorted yet or have you yeah. filmed it 
you have. Yes, I'm working on the edit now. It's going to be planters, and it's actually, it's three different ways to upcycle a planter because I had tons of them from, like, I either got them as part of the plant itself or I got it from the dollar store, and they kind of look like heck, but I really just don't have enough money to invest $20 in all 15 plants that I have to get like a nice cute pot for it. So I just kind of took what I already had and update it, make it look really cool, really stylish and also match my, my new apartment, what I want my new apartment to be. And, but one of the, I'll I'll just tell you now, one of the ideas did not pan out. (laughs) It, It was tragic and I kept the video and everything because honestly I was cracking myself up watching me struggle with the thing I'm like trying to put this sheet on and I'm fighting with it and it's falling over and oh it's terrible but I mean it's hilarious I'm yeah. Gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so that one's coming out is it this make it Monday is it this Monday yep, make it Monday oh, make well, it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a um, fan I'm a fan <laughs> <laughs> so like you've done so you've done like a year, um, sort of doing, you're an audio visual production specialist. Is that your official yes. role? Um, so you've done like a year in industry and also your internship before that. What advice would you give to someone who A, is looking to get into, in, into the industry and B, someone who's looking to like gain more experience? Is there any like sort of tips and tricks you've got? Because you've got like, because you've graduated only a year ago, but you've got so much experience beforehand, which which is like really good to see on a CV or on a resume. Sorry, sorry. A couple different pieces of advice when it comes to that. The one, and they kind of contradict each other too, but the one is obviously if you don't know what you want to do. You think you know what you want to do right now, especially in college and you're learning and you're seeing things being done and you're like, wow, that's fantastic. But you are never going to know how you are actually in that role until you take on that role. So opera, Opportunities like internships are the perfect way to figure out whether or not that's actually something that you want to pursue as a career because you get that actual hands-on work experience without investing like a huge chunk of your life into it. So I would definitely say try different things because I, like I said, with the FAA, that, that is bizarre. (laughs) That is a bizarre opportunity. No one would think that the federal government of the United States is hiring people to make videos and that's exactly what I am and it's it's amazing like I love my job for so many reasons and it's not at all what I thought my future was going to be but I'm really happy to be doing it right now so I would definitely say take all opportunities but then that being said don't waste your time on opportunities you think you should be taking because I mentioned that I did one internship that was in New York City and it was um, a broadcasting internship and I actually did that twice So the first time I did it, I realized pretty quickly on, it was not for me. It was not what I wanted to do. It was not where I wanted to take my future. And then I was invited back to do it for another four months, I believe it was. And I really, I genuinely did not want to. And I'm, but I just felt pressured to go through with it because it was what I said I always wanted to do. It was a great opportunity. It's with a really big name, broadcast company in the United States. I'm not going to name it because it wasn't exactly the best experience for me. But, um, but I, so I I went through with it. I did it again because I had all these reasons why I had to do it. And I had a miserable time my second 
semester being back. And I missed out on a lot of really cool opportunities that I could have done just being a senior in my last semester of college. And I know that for me personally, it didn't serve me. I didn't like the person that I was when I was working at that job. And every day was just more and more reason why I wanted to take my future in a totally different direction. And I knew that going in. So I should never have felt that pressure to go through with it. Cause it was pressure I placed on myself. Everybody around me was like, if you don't want to do it, don't do don't, it, yeah. <laughs> which sounds so obvious, but I just, I felt like it was something I genuinely had to do. And you know, it was still a good experience. It's a great resume booster, but ultimately I wished I followed through with my gut instead of my brain. Yeah, no, I think like echoing your thoughts that you just said, like, I think it's important to know what you want, but I think it's mm-hmm. also important to know what you don't want. Cause I think yeah. that's just as important. <clears throat> um, yeah, so yeah, the same thing. yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least you can, if you've done something, you can say, Oh yeah, actually I didn't like that, but I've done it so you can tick that off the list going actually no I don't want to do that so I definitely um definitely echo echo your thoughts um so what has changed for you since uh since lockdown has started um so you were working pretty much full-time wasn't you through like the whole lockdown is that right yeah so I'm still working full-time right now I'm on my lunch break actually <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, over here in America <laughs> um and which is awesome because so many people do not have the opportunity right now to be working full time. So I'm really lucky that I have that and that my agency had all the precautions in place to make sure that we were able to do that and, you know, function with our job. But there has definitely been some difficulties just in the fact that I'm a videographer. I make videos, I produce videos, and we just do not have the ability right now to go out and shoot a video. Yeah. So that, that makes things difficult. Like I can edit from the privacy of my home, but I can't record what they're doing to better aviation. (laughs) There's no, there's no material. There's no material for you to edit. So yeah, exactly. And there's definitely had like a whole backlog of projects to work on and we're taking projects in different directions. I actually just finished today working on a video where we were able to showcase what some of our employees have been accomplishing from home. Cause even though I can't, you know, benefit aviation today, there's plenty of people who I work with who are doing stuff like that. So we were able to do a video over zoom and using the resources that that individual had in their home. And I mean, it was considering the circumstances, like it was really successful. So I think there's definitely been challenges, but there's been a lot of upsides to getting to learn what we are and are not capable of because we never would have known those things had we not been forced in this position. Yeah, definitely. So what's changed for you personally? Because you said you're moving out of your parents. So how has that worked? Um, Have have you seen the property or what's going on with that? Yeah, so that was definitely, it was difficult because, you know, you have to go there and usually you're interacting with someone. And we luckily started the process of several months ago, which was right at the beginning when things were even starting to, there was even any talk of like maybe a possible shutdown. So we had already learned at least what was required of us to be able to find a place. And then for the most part, we conducted everything over Zoom and FaceTime and video calls. And then we were able to like show up at a property and they would let us in as and they wouldn't be there. We'd just be there ourselves and wearing masks and wearing gloves and taking a look. So it was definitely, it made the process a lot longer. It made the process, I'm not going to say more stressful just because we had the benefit of time because we, yeah. we weren't going to move until August regardless. <laughs> okay. So luckily things are starting to lift now, but um 
honestly, the hardest part about that is that I can't go shopping. I've been waiting <laughs> my whole life to have an opportunity to go to Home Goods and actually buy things. And here I am. You're so weird. Life. You're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's like, luckily, things are starting to get better and things are starting to open and all that. And that's like, I mean, that's such a trivial issue to have considering yeah. everything going on with COVID. But still, with little things like that, you don't realize how much of an impact that makes on your life until you're there and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's like, that just shows you're a grown-up because I went to Costco and you can get like 50 toilet rolls for like a pound. And mm -hmm. I, got, I got so excited. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> just, it's the little things in life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So just to like wrap things up, I'm going to ask you three questions about the past, present and future. So the first question is about the past. So what advice would you give a 15 year old you? So what would you, what would you say to her? Oh my gosh. I would say to, to relax. To relax. Okay. Honestly, because we talked about before, like how I was always so busy and I, I, I still am like, I'm working a full-time job and now I'm taking on this additional project. And besides that, I'm working on podcasts, which some of them have been derailed because of COVID and everything. But like, I'm always, I'm always doing so much and it really took this year and being forced to slow down for me to realize that that doesn't actually serve me. Like product, especially in America, productivity is gold. Like you are only as good as how busy you are. That's yeah. kind of the mindset. I don't yeah. know if it's just. No, 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 you're right. Because because th there's like productivity coaches that teach you how oh, yeah. to how to maximize your time. And like sometimes just good to like, you know, chill out, <laughs> go to yeah, the beach, you know, relax. Yeah. And being busy is a badge of honor. And like my family too, like we're always doing a million things. Like we're always go, go, go. And that's amazing for so many reasons, but also it does kind of take away from the other things in life and like just being able to slow down and recognize that things are going to work out regardless that just because I take a chill day doesn't mean that I'm not a successful, hardworking person. It just means I need a dang break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wish I knew that sooner because I think even though I would have been doing less, I think I honestly could have been more productive. I could have been investing um, a much higher quality time instead of more time. Awesome. So moving on to the present. So you've got a dinner party with you and three people. Uh, they can be dead or alive. They can be a celebrity, non-celebrity, anyone you want in the world. Who would you go for? So you'll have three people. Who would you go for? All right. So I thought about this a lot. And I think <laughs> the first person that I would love to sit down with is Betty Mercury because he okay. is just amazing. He is an icon. I I grew up on Queen and I loved Queen and I didn't even like realize how much so until I was in college. And I think I was at a I was at a country concert, which I'm not into country music at all. But I was there with a bunch of friends and they played a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody and I start screaming. Like this was the headliner for me. <laughs> and all of my friends are like, what is this? Because they're here for the country concert. Yeah. They're watching Zach Brown band sing a song. And I'm like, oh, are you serious? And then, like that started to make me realize, that, like, and then the movie came out, and I was like, I, like I didn't realize how big of a fan I was. Yeah. And I mean, he just has such a interesting and hard and difficult life story. And I know that some of that is like no one knows how much of it was true and how much like it impacted him. But like, yeah. I would love to know. I seriously want because I feel like 
he is such an idol to so many people and unfortunately especially so now that we don't have him in the world anymore and i want to i want to know awesome okay so that's your first one which other yeah. two would you would you go for all right so number two this is easy tina fey <laughs> amazing love <laughs> tina fey <laughs> yeah i think she's spectacular i love her career progression like in a in another life i would have gone for acting and comedy and all that stuff um and she's just done so much in the media world and she writes and she produces and I mean, 30 Rock's one of my favorite shows ever and just all this stuff. I think she's just so successful and she manages to be so down to earth despite yeah. being so successful. And like, I want to emulate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's got a, she did a like interview with Oprah. This is like back in January. Uh, so Oprah, like, she interviewed like The Rock and Michelle Obama, all these incredible people, and Tina Fey was on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend recommend you going and watching that. Uh, so you got one more space, Alison. Who who are we going for? All right. So Amelia Earhart, because I want to know what happened. Is yeah, she, really dis- she disappeared. <laughs> what is it? She disappeared, didn't she? And yeah, she disappeared. And yeah. now that like I'm into like the aviation industry, which is a weird twist in my life, but now that I'm into it, like I know what goes into making a plane and what makes it go down and not. And I want to know: is there really Bermuda Triangle? Is there a monster? Is that really where she went down? I, there's. I just have so many questions, and I'm such like a a mystery like murder buff too. Like right, I'm yeah. so into true crime and everything. So I I need to know. I need to know what happened. Awesome. So we've got Freddie Mercury, we've got Tina Fey, we've got Amelia Earhart, and we've got you. That's a, that's a good dinner <laughs> That's a great We're dinner party. We've had the best dinner ever, or lunch. And the, and the last question, just to wrap up, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? So what do you think you'll be doing in, in 2030? I hope, I hope by then, I really would like to be self-employed and being able to just pursue all of my creative projects without any distraction. Like I feel like right now I just have, I have so many ideas and not even ideas necessarily because I do have a lot of balls rolling. I have a lot of things in action, but I feel like all the time I'm having to take my really great idea and having to stop myself from acting on it and put it on the shelf and be like, I got real world things to see and do and responsibilities right now that I have to focus on. And obviously all that stuff's not going to go away, but I would really, I really think that being self-employed and being able to, you know, monetize those opportunities, that's going to be the thing that opens me up to being able to pursue everything. Cause I really, like I have so many ideas and I do, really do want to pursue all of them without having to, you know, make them my second priority. I want them to be my first priority. So yeah. I hope by then I'm in a position where I am more capable of doing that. That's amazing. I can't think of a perfect way to end. Thank you, Alison. <laughs> thank you. This is awesome. Thank you. If you have made it smart, thank you very much for listening to The Beans of Eda Diary. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or follow. I promise I'll be super grateful. If you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for their help. Make sure you keep an eye on their socials for details of the next episode. Bye-bye.